Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings. Welcome to a not fun episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Mulshine. And we're going to talk about Russell Brand. And the rape and the sexual assault allegations about him. The only funny thing that I have come up with so far, if you say the word rape or sexual assault on YouTube, they demonetize you. So all the videos, if you watch anything on YouTube, it's like, he's being accused of S-A-R. I don't think YouTube is a good place to get news about this. I couldn't get the documentary unless I paid an additional $88. Yeah, that's insane. It's like, actually, I'm okay on this. So I watched all of the news shows coverage of it but then sometimes youtube will just start playing the next like thing that's titled that but anyway you know the news programs do say rape but um yes well that's why the uk tv industry is not circling the drain like the u.s tv industry because they actually paywall stuff and like stick to it like they same thing with british press like they don't give shit they don't give shit away for free just to increase their numbers they kind of are like well, if we give it away for free then we're uh, not gonna make money so i mean they're not wrong they're not wrong yeah, I think they might be onto something. Making money by charging people. Yeah, it works. Incredible stuff. Incredible yeah. stuff. Love to hear and it. So yeah, the allegations were really gross. Um, I watched the documentary because I am here in the United Kingdom. I was feeling free for the last 90 minutes. Yeah, it was hard to watch. Because anytime someone's graphically describing sexual crimes, it's extremely hard to watch because a lot of the time it puts things into your head that wouldn't have arrived there naturally. Like you just did to me right now, but except that you're reading what my exact thought is. Really? Yeah. It's like 
I hate it. Like even when like Oprah and Oprah was doing the Lord's work in the 90s when she started talking about, you know, sexual child sexual assault. She was like the first mainstream person to really talk about that. But like you she would have people on and they'd be saying what happened to them. And you're just like, oh, my God, I didn't even know this. That, that was I didn't even know people did that. Like, oh, it's so, so stomach turning. I, I have an even opposite thought that gets into my head but same vibes but it's i would say that very much sandwiches in bed versus married with child like sometimes i want like when i was listening to the allegations and oftentimes in these things i'm like have i been assaulted like a thousand times i'm like <laughs> i've been like Aww. oh my god i'm like oh guys i'm like oh yeah guys do that like oh yeah and it's like i mean a lot of the stuff that was coming out about brand was absolutely assault and unacceptable but there are some things that i just related not just when the russell brands were in a lot of these things where i'm like oh yeah that's just like what guys do and um and i and i yeah i i've just seen the dark side it is sad a lot of the women in this documentary they're mostly portrayed by actors to anonymize them and i do wish you saw it because the first one had a really bad american accent fake american accent and i was like (laughs) I was like, come on, Channel 4. My backstage profile is right there. It's right there. I could, it could have been me. You know, I go on backstage.com and type in American accent 300 times a day. Like, and I never find anything. And instead, they've got these Brits doing these fake American accents. But anyway, they had a lot of the women were anonymized. Either they only showed the back of their head or they had someone doing a voiceover to protect their identities. And so a lot of them, you know, it happened to them 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. And they are reflecting on it and saying, back then, it didn't strike me as that weird. And now that I'm older, I can see what was wrong with it. And it's really sad because then it it made me start thinking about how like men have behaved this way for all of of time. And like one thing that that kept that protected men was victim blaming for the longest time like oh well you like i think you know for a really long period of time you were able men were able to get away with doing stuff like this just by virtue of the fact that they could say well she shouldn't have come to my room with me you know what i mean like yep. that was such a legit defense for such a long time and it kept women silent for so long because you were raised to be a good girl and never go into a guy's bedroom with him and not go home with him. Right. Why and did you think it was going to happen in a hotel? It's like, right. Uh, and it's like anything could happen did, good or bad, I guess. Right. And if you did, all bets were off. And the really crazy thing that they show two crazy things. The first is that they show a lot of archival footage of his performances on British television. Yeah. And yeah. in order to do that, you have to get permission from all of the broadcasters to, to play these clips which is just a testament to how much I think everybody fucking hates him. That they were like, mm-hmm. oh, Channel 4 is doing, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, oh, Channel 4 is doing a documentary on what a douche lord this guy is. And they want our old special. You have it all. The rights to. Oh, absolutely. Tell us where to sign. Take him down. You know what I mean? So like if he was a totally. Act- if he was an actually respected and liked figure, it would have been way harder for them to get, get all this archival footage. And all of the archival footage is two things completely damning like he is explaining what he does he has this 
extended joke where he talks about how he really likes giving girls blowjobs that make mascara run down their face and he likes when they gag and then they have a woman saying that's how he attacked her he forced that on her and she had to punch him in the stomach to get him off of her and she was 16 years old so these are the two things the first thing is that he's giving away his crimes he's talking about it openly on television over and over and over again just about what a perv he is he says things like oh no sexual experience should be should be scary unless it's with me and then everyone laughs and then the other thing that's true of all of the archival clips they show is none of it is fucking funny he is not a funny person <laughs> he's not a funny guy and, I, and and it was so crazy to watch it and be like he was really big in the uk because my timeline of course having lived here for five years i have a lot of british people on the on the old tl and they're all like shook <laughs> They're all shook by this. Oh, wow. And I'm like, first of all, isn't this guy, hasn't he always been like kind of a loser? And second of all, was he really that big here? And I guess he was. Yeah, that's the thing. From an American standpoint, I don't know what your experience was. For me, it was like we were introduced to him with forgetting Sarah Marshall. And then he married Katy Perry. And then then I watched his specials and some of them I've enjoyed, but I didn't even know he existed before forgetting Sarah Marshall. Did you? No. And and then and he, he was playing like a sex addict. A fucked he up was sex playing addict. A, he was like, I always thought in the American like landscape, he was a douchebag. Like we totally. all thought he was a douchebag. Well, the thing that that Hollywood did for him that he did not deserve was they made it seem like he was in on the joke of himself, which I don't actually, I don't think he ever has been ever. I think he always has thought that he was this like awesome guy and that he's so funny. And like he in get him to the Greek in forgetting Sarah Marshall, like he's a douchebag. He's a fucking douche. But like, I don't think he understood that that was writers and directors Making fun of him to his yeah, face. Making making fun of who he is. Like they were just writing know. him. He's like, I'm perfect for this. They're like, no, we you're we wrote this for you. Right. You're like, Russell, you're not acting. And like they, right. and they're helping him to kind of polish his image and seem like he's funnier than he is because totally. there was an element of that in his British persona. In fact, a lot of the TV clips that they show, um, he is you know borderline sexually assaulting people on camera he's he's interviewing. they go through his whole career um in british tv and there's one part where he's interviewing a woman who was on big brother and he pulls his pants down and sits on her lap in his underwear and she's like trying to push him off and then we just broadcast and everyone's like what a what a wacky guy yeah it's disgusting and he what else there was also um a British woman went to interview him in Hollywood and he starts kissing her at the end of the interview. He starts like kissing her and pretending to grope her and like actually kind of probably actually groping her. And she's just laughing it off and all the people around her laughing it off. And it's terrible. And another thing that really bothered me about this documentary is they really overstated his transition to the U S they said he moved. They said in 2012, Russell Brand moved to America and became a Hollywood A-lister. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
A-lister. A-lister. No, he, he married Katy Perry, whatever you want to call that. Of all the A-listers to marry, she, to me, is the least, like, objectively cool. Even if, no matter, all, regardless of the hits, I don't think she's, she's like Christian Camp, like, turned, I'm dressed like a cupcake. Well, we don't, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, I, think- I just feel like if he was a cooler, if he was actually, like, an A-list adjacent guy, he would, like, I don't think Katy Perry, it's a, I just knew him through Katy Perry. Yeah, but she she wasn't as huge, Sarah. You have to understand. For Middle America, she's like Madonna. Really, really? Yes. Yeah. Like the numbers. I think she's don't, a punchline. The numbers don't lie. I know, but like wow. we're cool. We're, cool, we're you know? we're cool. We're cool. That's why we but weren't with Russ. She's she's just. I mean, like no shade. She does what she does, and she's good at it. But like her num the numbers that she puts down on her tours, her singles, especially in her prime, were like insane like she was very she she was huge at that time yeah i guess so and it also seems like i mean when they go into like his sexual proclivities at that time um it's it's kind of like he must have been cheating on her and you know right about the famous moment in her documentary when he dumps her over text message three minutes before she has to go on stage divorces her over text message what sarah this is like this is like one of the most famous pop culture moments of the last like I'm no, I of all the things S A R that I've heard today, I'm ready to cry. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, dude, you got to watch the clip. This is like when I said I have never seen Law and Order SVU. <laughs> right. No, but like, wait, no, that's like the that's like too mean. It's awful. He wait. Like, so he, she was about to go on stage. She was filming her documentary and he texted her, I want a divorce. Yes. Oh my God. And it's yeah. all recorded. It was. And he knew that she was also making it. It wasn't just I'm going to fuck your show up. But now this is going to be remembered forever because I know that you're making a documentary. He probably didn't know the documentary was going to record him doing that because that would make him look bad. So fucking mean. Yeah, he definitely probably wanted to. Yeah. And now I'm looking. I, I found this from Hello Magazine. One thing a lot of people are talking about, which is totally beside the point and not important, is who knew who knew and should have done something. It's like. No, I, like that was his whole, his material. His shtick was I'm rapey. Right. And and they go through in the documentary all of the people who did try to escalate it and all the ways that nothing happened. And like mm. the, 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 now sort of a witch hunt going on of people being like, well, why didn't so and so say anything? Why didn't this person say anything? And one of the people they're bringing up is Katy Perry. And it's like, no, don't get mad at the people who probably no, did. She, married him. she loved him. And she probably did try to get, she probably did know. And that's not a reason to get mad at her. It's a reason to feel bad because she was married to a famous sex predator. And like, what the, what, what the hell really do you think she can do about it? I think that like, like similar, I forgive Camille too. Like, I don't, I think that men are really good when they are planning on marrying someone or when they're planning on, it's like we were talking about, I feel like every episode the last three weeks has been like assault, like criminals and how they hide stuff. Like, I feel like- he hid it from her. He he like, hid it from her, right? And then when? But when did he go? He went to rehab for sex addiction. I I don't know if that was before or after their marriage, though. I don't know. But so in Hello Magazine, they have Katy Perry hinted she knew the real truth about ex Russell Brand in past interview. Um, she gave an interview to Vogue in 2013, and she said at first when I met him, he wanted an equal, and I think a lot of times strong men do want an equal, but then they get that equal, and they're like, I can't handle the equalness. She described his attitude towards her professional stature as, quote, very controlling, especially during her tours, causing a significant strain yeah. on their relationship. Um, although she initially shouldered the blame for their breakup, she hinted at deeper well, 
issues. I felt a lot of responsibility for it ending, but then I found out the real truth. I keep it locked in my safe for a rainy day. So here's Aww. the thing. The thing about that is it's raining. Get out there, Katie. Now you can talk. I know, but also she doesn't have to. And the no, reason I don't why think she needs to, and I don't think she should. But if anything, if 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 she was waiting for this moment, it now. Yeah, and I just want to explain to people legally why you don't just when you find out someone is is a sex predator, you, you can't just tweet Russell Brand is a sex predator because you will get sued. You will get sued yeah. if you don't have yeah. proof upon proof upon proof to back it up. I mean, the amount of people that they have in this documentary corroborating these stories and that all have similar like two different women in this documentary are like the life left from behind his eyes. He looked like a different person. Like mm. You have to wow. do, like you can't just even if you know that something is going on, you can't make it public because then you're the one who's going to lose everything. That is why. That's right. There's no point in being like this person should have said something. This person should have said something. One of the women said that she couldn't even use the word rape until like quite a while later. Like she was wow. talking about like, it and just in herself for herself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's Aww. very common because the thing is, he would schmooze these women. The, the thing that we always talk about and we always say is like rape very rarely happens in a dark alley. It is usually someone who has gained your trust. And like he would schmooze these women and he would tell them that he wanted to have their babies and stuff, which is funny because men can't have babies. But that was the wording that one woman used. But like you can, you can totally hear him saying that. Like Absolutely. And it's actually a cutie. That's a cute thing for a guy to say because it is so backwards but and stupid, but also kind of sexy. Right. And he knows that. And that's why uh -huh. he did it. Uh -huh. But So I was thinking, so with the whole Katy Perry thing, like I was thinking probably, probably a big part of the reason, because I'm watching this documentary and I'm like, this guy is not funny. He <laughs> is okay. Maybe charming, maybe charismatic for TV, you know, funny. No, but like he keeps getting these opportunities and I'm like, how is he convincing all these people? that he's good enough for all these opportunities. Why are people mm. so down with what he's selling when he has no punchlines? Like, this is so weird. And then I was like, I think he, I think part of him, and I always wonder if with like sex predators, it's conscious or unconscious. I just, I don't know if it was conscious or unconscious, but I think that he knew the more famous he got, the more successful he got, the easier it would be for him to get away with these assaults. And mm -hmm. I think he knew, I, th I think he had a drive in him that was pushing him both to take on the entertainment industry and rise through the ranks and to be a sex predator. And I think they went hand in hand. Like, I think somehow... Mm. Each side is working with the other side and drawing from the same evil skill set to push these things forward because you can't have one without the other. Because if you're not this charismatic rich guy, you're going to get you're going to face consequences for your crimes a lot sooner than if you are. So I think with a lot of these powerful, powerful people, it kind of takes the same skills to get people in a position where you are able to assault them that it does to get big entertainment decision makers in a position where they are giving you job after job after job, even though there's a paper trail of complaints about your behavior. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's like a super deep thought or anything, but it's just, I don't know. It just kind of well, clicked for me. I think that's why he married Katy Perry. Why? 
I think he married Katy Perry because he knew that she was America's sweetheart at the time oh. and that this would give him even more cover and even more plausible deniability because it did seem like such a random relationship at the time. Like, I do think that that was why uh, he pursued that relationship because it, it it legitimized him even further and made him an even bigger star, you know? I have so many thoughts. The first thing I want to say, re- sort of fame like the drive towards fame and the drive towards i guess sexual see i guess i have trouble even because one of the questions i have is i don't know if it's that he has a drive towards growing his career as a sexual assailant necessarily that's where the question of conscious versus unconscious comes in you know because i do think maybe he would call it sexual prowess or sexual power or can do whatever i want like i always wonder if people who are um uh, sexual predators like relate to themselves as that way because like I think there's some that just that do right like that no like Cosby's a sexual predator that's why he was doing so much to hide it right whereas someone like Russell who's wearing his who's wearing his his game on his sleeve which is like literally even on television he he when you're talking about that click moment it's like yeah you're actually jeopardying what you're watching you're going oh i see now that the more famous he gets the more that he can assault all of us watching this the audience member the woman that he's sitting on and we're just like oh it's this job this charming bloke and it's like so it is and being so open about sex addiction which is right let's be honest like that's like predator adjacent because when you're addicted to sex you're addicted to i don't know if that's fair to say but, well, but the, that's I, the question that we've been asking on the last patreon and on the last that's why the giuliani thing was interesting to me starting from then until now which is like addiction as a as an excuse and like it, i do think addiction is an explanation for it's not an excuse for and but i do i think there are people that have uh, sex addiction. Well, I have two clients who actually t- different people don't know each other, but who both are men who went to rehab for sex addiction. But it wasn't because they were having sex with a lot of people. It's because they were watching so much porn. OK, so that to me is porn addiction. But, they, but it falls under the same like rehab skew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I just feel like sex. Addiction... It's just like compulsive when you bring someone else into it is no longer. Right. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Right. How can you like to be a sex addict? You have to have enough people that are willing to have sex with you to act on it so it's like does anyone i mean i guess tiger woods did because he was that hot like do you know what i mean like that's that's the whole thing though right it's like that's what i don't see when people are like i'm a sex addict i'm like you can't be because if you're okay if you're a coke addict you're gonna get coke no matter what you're gonna figure it out you're gonna sell something you're gonna sell a kidney you're gonna rob your parents you're gonna figure it out like if you're if you're a sex addict and there's no holes around what it, that are willing like not that's terrible ew i know i'm so that's the most disgusting thing i've ever said no willing holes <laughs> i've never heard molly relate to a woman as a whole before and no I know, russell is just, bringing us all down on his level i mean anything like a glory hole a butthole <laughs> like anything if you're a sex addict and there's mm-hmm. no one who's willingly offering up mm-hmm. something like a hole then what are you works gonna, what are you gonna do just be like well i guess not today you know like it just it, well no I, I think then what i would hope is 
first choice would be maybe just go home and use your hand. Second choice would be you do something weird like you masturbate on a bus or you do something high intensity sexuality. Like like uh, Louis C.K. Oh, he's no. not a sex addict, but he was like, hey, why don't you come in my office while I jerk off in front of you? That's OK. Like, what would he call that? Like, I think, you know, that was like sexual... a humiliation kink, I feel. Definitely. But like those women felt assaulted. The oh, ones yeah, that for said sure. That they, do you know what I mean? So, but, oh, it was, but, but even it that was is all to be clear, to be it clear. It is. It is a assault. Yeah. And the nuance of, although I will say, I think if some, well, it, I think there's, it, I think there's, it depends. Sarah Silverman's like, yeah, he did it in front of me. And I, cause I, I told him to, I said, it's a hilarious thing to do. So, but if you, if, I think the thing with Louis C.K. is there were people that said no and he still did it. And a lot of the people were yeah. working for him or were younger. I mean, there's just, there's, there's so much nuance to anything power that relates balance. to power imbalances and to sexuality in general because, Two people are involved, and I think a lot of times with like uh, addiction in general, alcoholism or or coke addiction, let's just say, unless you get into intervention zone, it's on you because you're hurting yourself. When you start hurting people, it's and actually you said it a few episodes ago, and I think that's completely right. When it really becomes when addiction becomes a problem, it's when you're like when other people are affected. Didn't you say that? Wasn't it you that said that? A few no, I just ago? said that's like, the only way to get sent to rehab. Otherwise, you're just going to. keep. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I, OK, then you're right. So we're all addicted. Sugar, coffee, name it, even if you think you're pure. But like. Right. But I but I think that like, right, when something starts to when it when a compulsive behavior or any kind of like who's to say that. People will say, oh, I was an alcoholic. And you say, well, what did you, how much did you drink? And they go, this much. And you go, really? Oh, my God, this is you pussy. Right? Or you, <laughs> like, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying there's there's all these different sort of, we all are human individuals on this planet trying yeah. to interact with each other. And I think, right, it's, there's just, there are fine lines. You said last episode, the age of consent in the UK is 16. Well, technically that first victim whose story was i think really awful i read so i read about the i read about the documentary yeah or maybe i'm talking about the, maybe it's the girl that he picked up at the shopping mall no, well this girl was leaving top shop okay that was her so she r.i.p went home and told her mother r.i.p top shop she, she went home and told her mother that she was hit on by russell brand According to what I read, her mother and her called Russell together to say, "Did you just want to make sure you know she's 16. Russell said, yeah, no problem. That's consent. Yeah, that's the age of consent. And then the mother said, I, what is, I want to get it right. The mother said, I was uncomfortable with the situation. This guy's in his 30s, but my 16-year-old daughter is an independent person. And like, there was no way that I could stop her from doing whatever she was going to do. So Ugh. she just let her and it's like, but I mean, and then also he kept... internalized misogyny because I'm sure the mom got a little thrill out of it. Like my daughter is the chosen one of this right. successful man. This is what we are supposed to do. Like, I don't want to judge her because it is the internalized misogyny though, is the piece like 1 trillion percent it was interesting about the account that I read from the top shop girl. Um, So they dated for months. And at one point, her mom actually, I don't remember if she was walking her to the door or picked her up at the door. And this is where I do think it is like absolutely compulsive, call it whatever you want, sex addiction, compulsive. But, he, you know, you, you, everybody always has to push it. Everyone always has to push it no matter what to find out what the limits are. The mother, he opened the door and he then leaned down and kissed the mother on the mouth. 
And then the mother reported, the mother told whatever reporter I was reading, it made her very uncomfortable. And so, oh my but then God. they, then that was just it. And it's like, this guy can't get off. <laughs> like, not he's just really trying to find anything to do to make us bust him faster, harder, more, and we just didn't. Yeah. Back to the whole question of if it's if it's conscious or unconscious, does he know that he was being a predator in those moments? That's exactly what I'm saying. Right. Right. Like the fact that he did come out and was so open for years has been open about sex addiction makes me think that he he had and this doesn't change whether he's guilty or not it doesn't exonerate him but it makes me think he has not come to that conclusion yet and he still doesn't think he did it he he still doesn't think he did anything wrong because like two of the women I think he does know. Keep going, but I want to. I'll make a case for. He does know he did something wrong. Now he's just playing the law. Yeah, and and you know what? Two of the women talked about how he, he does know. He apologized afterward. Yes, and it's like, dude, you fucking apologized. You know you did something wrong. You put it on. Like one of the things on the documentary was like, uh, our journalists were able to confirm that that this was Russell Brand's phone number for something that happened in 2012. I'm like, wow. you freaking idiot. Like, I'm not a criminal. I never do anything. Yeah, but that's right. But but that's the thing. It's but not idiot. I he might do... not have actually thought this would ever come back to bite him. Right. But like at that time. As Dorinda Medley said, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. If you're <laughs> gonna apologize for your attempted sexual assault, do it in person. Don't don't have a paper trail so yeah that does make me think that like he didn't he either didn't understand the gravity of what he had done actually like thought he was being a little pushy but didn't fully understand what he had done or he really is that full of himself that narcissistic that he thought there's no way this will ever there's no way this will ever come back to bite me well actually he is um, famously a self-described recovering narcissist. He, I was listening to an interview of him on a podcast where he was talking about like coming to terms with the fact, like realizing that he was a narcissist and that was part of his like ad- sexual addiction treatment. And, you know, obviously it all links back to his childhood and his mother and. Um, oh yeah, of course. Blame it on a woman. Of course. Well, it's not, it's not blaming on a woman as much as I do think that. Like, I think that some, that's what we always talk about. Like, there's a difference between like someone that like, is just born like screwy versus mm-hmm. like people can have can can display narcissistic behavioral tendencies that then you know you can actually that are treatable i mean the same way that we all have tendencies that are fucked up and treatable i mean humans are imperfect but he talks about you know what i think is interesting about him is like it really is i mean the, the hiding in plain sight is the name the right name for the doc because the truth is either way Whatever he knows, whatever he has done in the past and then continues to become aware of as he heals, let's just say, I think that there must be some, I can imagine there being some safety in exposing all of it. I mean, look, I do herpes jokes. And then when I have sex, I'm like, you heard my joke. Like, yeah, like, like, I I guess. Does that make sense? Like, there's something about putting it out there where you go, hey, I warned you. Hey, you know who I am. So even if he's not even sure where the line is he's like i'm just telling i'm telling you yeah 
and he's putting it on other people to be responsible for his behavior because he told you what he was going to do. And it's like, yeah, but and that's where comedy is so dangerous because it's like, he's joking. The audience is laughing because it's so much tension because it would be a ridiculous thing to, for it to be true. And yet. It is. Yeah. A lot of people in the UK are debating the whole age of consent is 16 thing. And oh, I'm glad. Said, that's great. That's that's great news. I know they need to raise it. 16 and is too young. It's way too young. I got an argument. I got in an argument about this with a friend who's Scottish when we were like 20. And I was like, 16 is too young. Those girls are too young to be having sex with adults. And she was like, I was definitely mature enough when I was 16. And I was like, what? If someone's defensive about being totally able to be mature enough to be in a consensual relationship with an adult, they probably were. No. No. In a, like, not that they were mature enough, but they might have been in a... I feel like if you're defensive oh. that 16... Like, you're de- you're saying... Uh, no, even if you're not saying I was in a... But, it's yeah, making I, sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know why yeah. it's so hard for me to articulate. Do you know what I'm trying to say? That, like, you're there's that something there probably... for them where they're like, I was... She felt that she was special because an adult took interest in her at 16. Yes. Right. And she might have had a, my friend. Like, who was uh, that's what I'm saying. That. So I had. A, right. Like I had a friend that when we were seniors in high school, she was a junior, but she was dating the janitor who was like 25 or something. But he was like, you know, he was like really immature and he still lived with his parents. And it was really it was weird to me then. It was weird to me now. But that's not okay. um, of course, it's not OK. But at the time, I don't. And actually, I remember thinking it wasn't okay, but less because he was 25, more because I was like, you're so much better than a janitor at her school. <laughs> like, I don't know. But and we, but we were kids. We were yeah, kids, yeah. you know. Now I'd be lucky to have anybody with a job. But it's like, I don't know. I'm trying to think back to that time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even joking. But you know what I mean? It's like, like yeah, it just, it, it objectively is too young. To know that you're too young, I think. If you can't vote, you can't fuck adults. Yeah, it's too young. And you can't drink, you can't do anything. 16, 16 is like, there are people that haven't gotten their periods at 16. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. And I don't know when the law too dates. Young. Yeah, I don't know when the law dates back to. I doubt they will change it. Some people were arguing like, oh, the law, the 16-year-old law is so that teenagers can have sex with each other, not so that adults could have sex with teenagers. And it's like, no, I actually don't think that's why the law was written that way, because there are laws in the U.S. That's a, that Why would you need to consent to have sex with someone the same age as you? Yeah, exactly. So and in, yeah. America, in the U.S., it changes from state to state, but there are they call it a Romeo and Juliet clause where if you're within two years of the age of consent, it doesn't count as a crime. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm actually OK with that. Yeah. And I like that law. That law's yeah. always made sense to me because, like, yeah, I totally get, like, so you're dating for three years, she's a freshman, you're a sophomore, but, you know, you graduated and now you're 21 and she's, or you're 20 and she's 17. I don't know. Now I'm doing math. It's too much. No, but, like, that's yeah, too That always has made also. sense to me in terms of. I don't like 20 and 17. But, but like, I'm trying to think of, like, yeah, like but, but actually, though, that's that's bad math on my part. That's bad math on my part. So it yeah. actually would be 17 and 19. Yeah, that is Which is actually math. okay with me more palatable but yeah it's like i don't think it's that's though, right actually 1720 does make me feel that's weird 1719 yeah. doesn't it's a fine line for sure yeah um, two years is about my is my standard of like my standard of like normal if teen is still in your name yeah like i remember being a freshman and knowing that some like there was it was not very common but once in a while like a freshman and senior would hook up and you would be like Ugh, this is weird these freshmen like freshmen are children 
Yeah. Yes. You hooked up with a freshman, but like everyone did, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I would have. No, that was so funny the way that you went quiet and you. I mean, I did fuck that. I did fuck that twenty-three-year-old little boy. That doesn't count. Part of what's really become annoying, in a way, about like the comedy landscape is that everything now is like, it's like you don't need punchlines. But if you have shock value, then everyone wants to see it and everyone pushes you forward and being shocking and doing something shocking. Eric Andre, did you hear last night? He smashed the piano. It's like, what? Like, did you hear? He threw a table. It's like, oh, what? You know, like, yeah, I have a friend that kissed someone when they were on stage, someone in the front row, they gave him a kiss. You know, if you do things that are like outlandish, um, you get pushed ahead. And actually, to the same point, like, you know, Ariel Elias, I think you wrote something about her. She's my friend. She blew up because something outlandish happened to her on stage. Mm. And now she has a career because of it. So it's really, and, and she should have, and I'll say this, she should have always had a career beforehand. She's one of the absolute best writers on planet Earth right now. I stand by it. She's always my favorite. But until she responded to a beer being thrown at her by chugging it from stage, great move great move are but actually that is abusive and it's um yeah shock value has so much more weight these days i feel like your your little boyfriend's shoes are like the shock value version of fashion as well but that's you know but it's like yeah, yeah just like the the ability to get attention is now the only thing that seems to matter and that's like kind of boring to me yeah it's a real bummer and i don't know how to fix it. And you can tell when you watch these old clips of Russell Brand's comedy that he was a progenitor of this because, well, yes, shock value, It a big part of comedy, a big part of joke writing is establishing tension and then breaking it. And a good way That's to right. break the tension is through shock value. So it's, it's not that it doesn't have a place in comedy at all. Like I have one of my favorite jokes I've ever written about Kanye West um, paying his surrogate only $50,000. Like that's a shock value joke because yes. the punchline is- I love that joke, yeah. The punchline is that's the that's probably the least amount Kanye's ever paid a woman to shit on a table. So like that's shock value, but it's- Right, but that's, in, but that's the art. That's, the, that's using the craft of language, which is- But then, right, it's like, it's all comedy, right, where sexuality. Is, where are the lines of what is like- Yeah, because Russell Brand's shock value is- him pretending that he's a woman gagging on his dick and it's like well there was nothing that that's not expanding on a point you've already made it's not drawing a parallel to anything it's not there's literally no punchline you're just you're just mimicking a really disgusting sex act i feel like again though it like the 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 laughs are probably coming from the men where there's this is I'm literally just putting my I have no idea if this is true, but the thought that I'm having is that there could be some unspoken there, there, he might not have to set that up for the men to all know what he means. And they're getting sort of a really attention. Not that you don't need to set up, but like, I don't know, I feel like he is a lot of the, that's what I'm saying. When I read the article and when I hear some of his jokes, he's not like reinventing a sexual assault like he's just saying out loud what you're they're all watching on porn every guy every younger guy that i've dated thinks that that's actually what giving head is and i've had Ew. to be like hey you know that like i've literally had to sit little boy so like right now i didn't hook up with a freshman but like i have hooked up with like a, a few <laughs> younger guys who do that to me and then i have to like stop and explain we don't think this is hot yeah it's like, not nice and they've been like what <laughs> and like i am like so sorry to burst your bubble but 
it's actually like makes me feel violated you know i think i told you that story and then what the idiot was like look like i love what did he say it was really stupid it was like he was like i love women i love the movie what women want i'm like no by mel gib them like like (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm like are you fucking with me like no you watch the movie what like because it's like yeah the whole i mean a very it's a longer very funny story but but related to me trying to explain to someone i think you're attempting assault in bed and i'm going no 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 i love yeah. women what women wants one of my favorite movies and it's like okay but for the record um google the voicemails that mel left his girlfriend <laughs> like google mel gibson holocaust see what comes up like it's like of all the movies to be like so all this to say I do feel after that he learned the lesson because I no longer felt like I had to. Um, if anything, I would just pretend to cry earlier to get it over with. But no, kidding. Oh, um, Sarah, that's so lol, lol. sad. But no, but he got, but it, but he got the point. He, he did yeah. get the point, and didn't, and and genuinely didn't know. I mean, I do feel like in, that's where it's like I, I feel like yeah, a lot of my work is like fielding some of this darkness and being like, okay, look, maybe you don't know. I'll be the one to tell you. You're assaulting people. <laughs> Like, yeah, I won't take this personally. I won't take this personally and I won't tell the cops, but you can't ever do it again. Capiche? The, yeah, The Guardian did this big story today. Um, This talk written by someone who goes to their, their approach is a little weird. I have to say they go to schools throughout the UK and lead discussions on pornography. And I'm like, what? well, why did you feel called to do this? It's a little weird, but whatever. They and they're talking. How interesting, about, though. Wow. Yeah, huh. they're talking about how these kids are saying, like, they're watching, they're exposed to porn before they are even close to getting any form of sex ed. And yep. the one kid yeah. said something that is going to stick with me forever. This kid no. said, if you give your kid a tablet or an iPhone, you are giving them porn. Like there is no not watching porn on those things. Like there for a kid who even if they don't go out looking for it, stuff is going to pop up ads are going to come up. Like if you hand your kid a tablet, you are handing them porn. And I was like, damn, that is first of all, so true. And second of all, so terrifying because like when you get, when your kid is getting older and you want to like make sure they're okay and make sure you can call them and you know track their location which i would absolutely do like you're also putting porn in their pocket yeah but you know what i feel like this is on a cultural level part of what ultimately is a larger movement towards in in certain ways going back to analog you know not necessarily sucking your auntie's titty when it's just communal but what? in that same vein from our last i'll try for the real ones our last episode <laughs> oh yeah that's a callback it's a callback to julia hart i don't know i want this to be like a whole a se- whole thing's a series you know yeah, yeah. or commu- if, you, if you listen you get rewarded with with ra- not rabbit holes <laughs> callbacks <laughs> callbacks and easter eggs not yeah. rabbit holes easter eggs but anyway i think it's like get him a motorola razors are coming back because i don't yeah, want but my I kid can't to have a tra- tablet i can't track I, my kids i bet location. i bet you i bet you a million dollars that the flip phone esque things will come back or like just like the nokia's or whatever and that they will just be upgraded for parents i i bet you that that becomes a thing by the time your that? kid needs a phone 
but why haven't they done that yet? It's been, a, it's been something that parents have been talking about for like 10 years now that there is no option for a kid to have a smartphone that doesn't have access to porn. It literally, it does not exist. And it's, it's kind of like, remember when iPhone first came out, the only reason why there's a lock screen is because law enforcement was saying like lawmakers and law enforcement were saying this is a crime magnet everyone is stealing iphones people are getting mugged violence is happening because people are stealing this from each other you apple need to put a security measure in place so that these thefts are no longer as rewarding for the people that are stealing it like you need to put this lock in you need to do something so that only the user the owner can use this phone and no and one has no, I, that's why they have lock screens now. That's why phones oh, have lock oh, 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 sorry. My, I got distracted. There was a, I don't know if you can hear what's going on upstairs. My mother's like, you need to walk the dogs. But that's really interesting. That makes sense. I heard most of it except that that was the beginning. Right. Okay. That's why they have lock screens. Yeah. So I don't know why. That's interesting. Did, yeah. But anyway, back to. But then, but hand. I guess, well, the last thing though on that though, it's like, it, it is interesting though that now there's a second call to action of like, how can I give my kid and know where my kid is a phone without there being porn on? And everyone's like. Rum, rum. Yeah. It's just like too bad. Your kid is going to learn about sex from like people that are choking each other i mean text your boy back let's get a startup going like let's have phones for kids let's make a phone for kids company where yeah. you have all the features of mom the fact that that doesn't exist is actually like insulting to me and i'm not even a mother to be yeah yeah, yeah i know it's ever. crazy and like what's gonna happen when like ugh, when my daughter starts hooking up with and dating boys and They've all been watching porn since they were eight years old. Already our generation, they were just learning about porn and they right. were already monsters. They were already well, that's why fucking monsters. Like, But it is the my younger guys. It is the younger guys who are more porny in bed because they didn't have any. That's literally what they're copying. Yeah, they never had a normal because the thing is kids are not having sex as much as they used to, which is great for uh pregnancy teen pregnancy rates but it's not great for interpersonal development i don't think because like they're never <laughs> learning how to be agreed normal agreed like, they're yeah, not you gotta having... you gotta fuck a few people to to really um you know know how to do it right <laughs> yeah they're never having that moment of like being timid and literally not knowing how it works or like what is supposed to happen they're just going straight into choking and mascara running it's like well you know what occurs to me what, like what we're really talking about connection and the richness of connection because i think even like with, with social media conversations it's like wow we're all more connected than ever molly and i can have a podcast and she's in the uk and i'm here and yet what we lose when everything is digital is the actual human moment to moment experiences that that are bond that bond you to each other or even just bond you to the human race or the human species. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what like I mean? Like seeing people as humans. Yes. And what? being with people as humans. And like knowing that in bed, knowing when a woman is satisfied in bed or vice versa is actually something or that you would. when a bed would... is satisfied in a woman. Right. Like there's, 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 there's yeah, yes. The All reverse the, happens. We have to, the reverse happens. And, and, but it's like, you don't know what you don't know. So until you have the experience of realizing that, like I was listening to someone was telling a joke the other day about how now that they like become a lesbian and like they got a woman off for the first time, they get it. It's so addicting because like the satisfaction of like actually doing it is so amazing. It's like, I think that there are men who don't even 
know that that's even a thing to aim for anymore like because it's just because you'd have to it would be between two you it's a felt experience shared between two people IRL and it's so different than just like acting out what you imagined or what made you horny alone you were alone at home it's like not the same as you you can't use somebody to get your idea of connection off you have to actually connect which is about improv a play finding out discovering not like recreating something that you saw yeah okay should we do the astrology on the patreon <laughs> i think we should because say it with me now russell brand is a gemini an obvious oh, wait, hold on. gemini <laughs> what were you gonna say i said rapist yes i mean we talk a lot of smack about gemini's because they, I, I, I'm sorry. It's evidence based. They're not obviously. I'm a Gemini rising, so I. It's okay. I'm Jewish and a Gemini rising, so whatever Molly says about Jewish people or Gemini's, it's okay by me. I would never say anything bad about Jewish people. That's Gemini's. True. How could you? Yeah, I couldn't. A Gemini. Another story. We've all lived through the Donald Trump presidency. We are all permitted some Gemini slander. Sure. From time to time. But oh, yeah. so, okay. Kanye's I, Gemini. Well, here's what I'll say publicly, real quickly about the astrology, and then yes, we should. Yeah. What I find fascinating in terms of the timing of all this, the next lunation, the next big full moon that we have. So we just had the new moon in Virgo. The next big lunation is the full moon in Aries. And wouldn't you know, Russell Brand, Aries moon. Wow. I cannot wait to find out what that means and why. And Mm -hmm. I also want to say something that I forgot to mention he just looks rapey and he always has because of the hair and it's a british thing sarah do you know who jimmy savile is molly i actually have jimmy savile's chart up oh my god i was yeah, literally i'm with gonna... you baby i'm with okay. you baby all right catch us on the patreon patreon.com <laughs> yeah. slash space we're gonna trash put it all podcast. together yeah patreon.com slash space trash podcast we're gonna find out why british male tv stars with bangs Cannot be trusted. Nathan Fielding, I don't think it's libelous to say that he has got a molester haircut and I don't, and he's friends with Russell Brand. And someone posted something on Twitter about how he openly talked about dating a 16 year old as well. So I think we should get into that. So, okay, patreon.com slash space trash podcast. Beware these British TV men with bangs. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles for the rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.